city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. What a football weekend it is in the NFL. Here we are, December 12th. It's crunch time. I keep saying crunch time, but this is it. This is where we separate the great teams and the good teams. We got a lot of great matchups. We got Dolphins Chiefs. We got the Raiders and Colts. We got a great Monday night game. The Cleveland Browns are on Monday night football going for number 10. How many times can we say the Cleveland Browns are going for 10 wins real, this year? I was going to say real. It's like this year, real people and fake people. Real people and fake people. We're going to see who's real, and we're going to see who's fake, because that's what 2020 no, is. Because that's what, a lot of fake that's people. What, that's what 2020 has brought this year, if anything. Joe, I've seen a lot of memes like that. I was looking through a scroll last night. I think I sent it to Trev last year. You know what this has proved this year? There's a lot of fake people right now. A lot of fake people in 20. You start to find out people's true you colors. You start to see, yeah, you see the and true I think, colors. And I think this weekend, like we were talking, yes. you know, pregame, you know, again, our warm-ups in, that we went through, oh, there's like six good games this week. There's six good games this week, and we're going to start to take teams a little bit more seriously. Jace, we're watching the Utes this year, too, as well. We're actually watching the Utes game. Don't worry, Jace, I picked against, I already bet the Colorado <laughs> Buffalo, because everyone on college game day picked the Buffs. They were plus three at home. Let's go Buffs. And like you said, like you said, Ted, this is Sorry, a lot of No, that's fine. That's fine. It's a football weekend. It's a huge weekend in the NFL. A huge slate of games. Michigan lost Start, Ohio State. Starting this week. tomorrow at, yeah, Michigan, Ohio State. Should we get into that conversation, Joe? <laughs> People <laughs> that conversation, trust me, they'd be paying for it. It wouldn't paper. even matter. See, that's only on pay-per-view. They gotta pay for that. That's an extra part of the subscription with Keys to the City. But we are streaming also on all social media platforms at Keys to the City YouTube. So follow, subscribe, comment, share, and like. Like you said, this is a telling week for a lot of those teams. Well, one of those teams is our big blue, the New York football giants, coming off a major victory. Probably the biggest victory in the past, maybe since that Dallas game four years ago, that Sunday night game. Oh, the 10-7. The 10-7 game Back four years ago. Just, bye -bye. Yeah, well, he had the slant and gone, that, and that's what he does. That's what he can do with that. But I wanted to talk. We talked about it very briefly the other day until Ted, as usual, switched over and went somewhere else, complete 180 on me. And I wanted to talk about Dave Gettleman because this is a man that I have, Joseph has, Ted has, and we have all, and all Giant fans, Big Blue Nation, I should speak on, we have all destroyed this man, ripped him, to the point we've said, impeach Gettleman. We want a Gettleman gone. Now let's look at four weeks ago, we were one and seven, and we were talking about, well, Dave Gettleman, looks like he's gone. He's going to be out in his can. Now we move over four weeks later, the New York Giants are in first place in the NFC East. Five and seven, and they're getting better. So who do we give the credit to? Do we give it all to Dave Gettleman? Is it Joe Judge? If anything, you got to give more of the credit to Dave Gettleman because look at what he's done. And it all started last year, too. And hell, we could even go back with the old Beckham trade because that was a trade that many people and all three of us at the time were very frustrated and shocked because okay. we never thought Dave Gettleman, or I should say Odell Beckham, was going to be in another uniform. Now let's go back two years. Let's go two years later. I was not. And look at the trade. We have a maybe a, a future Pro Bowl or perennial Pro Bowl in Jabril Peppers, who's really showing, demonstrating his talents now in Big Blue. Dexter Lawrence has been one of the 
better picks of that draft class at the 17th pick. And then Oshani Simmons, if he could ever stay healthy, has a lot of potential. Oh, Zyler, for Zeidler they got for Vernon. So that was a big trade as well, who's been the veteran presence in that offense line. And then you just look at this draft class, and you guys could chime in anytime you want. I know I'm speaking, but this is what Dave Gettleman has done. Traded for Leonard Williams. We bashed him for that. I don't know about you, but maybe other than Aaron Donald this year, Leonard Williams has to be considered one of the best, if not the best, interior defensive lineman in this game this season, leading the team in eight and a half sacks. He's pressuring the quarterback almost other than Aaron Donald. I think he's second in stats. I know Joe had some stats of that. But he's literally... In every major category, he's up there of the top defensive lineman in the game this year. And like I said, like I said, you can chime in whatever. Well, let me jump in first because he hold on. Chance with Daniel Jones, he's going to bash for that too. I already see the look on Ted's face. I I know how he feels, and and the whole argument is is you know that that uh, Leonard Williams hasn't been doing it long enough. No, 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 um, I wasn't doing that. I actually come on, Joe, go after. Him. All I was going to say because I had the papers in front of me. All I was going to say is between the ten players that are in front of me on this top paper on the New York Post, which are the draftees, I'm adding. And you look at the four free agents that he signed this year: and Blake Martinez, Logan Ryan, James Bradbury, and, and Graham Gano. All of them have had major. major, and that's 14 of your 22 starters, well, with the kicker, with the exception, have all had ma been major co contributions oh, to this team. You, know, like you were going to talk about Leonard Williams and, and Daniel Jones, but he has done a good job. It's like, and I'll relate this to food like I always do, you got to have all the ingredients to make the right Sauce. Well, the sauce. We'll go sauce because we're Italian. We like no, the marinara. Oh, no, 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 marinara. We got three Italians. What are you going to say something? I like the sauce. We'll go marinara sauce. We'll go marinara sauce. Go on, Joe. If you want to chime in, go on. I mean, that, no, listen, give him for the credit. We're, we're, let's start with Leonard Williams, and we'll work our way backwards to David Gettleman. Because Gettleman, like most people, including the Jets, saw something in Leonard Williams, and Leonard Williams got to the next level, and he couldn't get it done. And there was the trade for Leonard Williams, and it was like, why would anybody do that? And what we saw last year, again, and 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 I believe both of you guys um, uh, initially felt the same way I did, that, you know, look, this guy was so impactful up the middle last year, led the team in pressures. He literally was the only disruptive force on that Giants defense, and he was always just a little late getting to the quarterback, didn't have the sacks, he wasn't impressing anybody. Here you go, a year later, linebackers who know how to play football, a secondary that can, that can shut down a, a DK Metcalf type, now, all of a sudden, those extra half second or that full second extra, Leonard's getting there making the plays. He just, he's the recipe, you know, he's he was one of the main ingredients to this recipe. You put enough stuff to kick all around. Now you, you got yourself a stew, baby. I mean, it, it's it's exactly, exactly what they needed. See, I would have gone with the picture. Hold on. Bigger picture real quick. Date, look, everything David Gettleman has done from hiring Joe Judge to firing Pat Shermer. I oh, hate Pat Shermer. I won't even say he's, I hate him that much. I can't oh. believe you. I was like, wait, is he thinking or is he just that mad? He just doesn't I want wanted to, to I wanted to I wanted to say his name in a in a in a respectful way. But so, so thank you. Uh but yeah, I mean he he's he's pushed all the right buttons. I hated him when he when he moved Beckham. Absolutely hated him. And I think most, I mean, I, think, I would say most Giant fans were. I think, and the only thing you're eventually going to question after this season 
as if the Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones picks were right. And you're going to figure that in the Saquon pick, you're not going to figure that out this year. No. But you're going to start to question it because that's two years in a row of major injuries in time. And we know how running backs can fall off the shelf really fast. Yes. And especially, Joe, we talked about this beforehand. When you pick a running back in the top five or even in the first round. Three. You're picking a gold jacket guy. That's the expectation when you pick in the top five that you're getting a gold jacket guy. Now, with Daniel Jones, Joe, we've talked about this the past couple weeks. How does he finish the season off? Does he finish it off strong, or does he fail in the moment? And if he fails in the moment, it's like, all right, well, he, I, he's he's not what we thought he was. If there's anything six. that I could show the way for defending Daniel Jones is that even before his injury, he was performing well. He seemed like he was going in the right direction. He's progressing. He was progressing in the right direction, and it felt like he wasn't having any turnovers. I know he's got to deal with these injuries, and that's a that's a concerning issue going forward because as Giant fans, we were so spoiled to having a quarterback that we never had to worry about missing a game. So now we have to deal with that. But like you said, I wanted to relate this draft class to the 2007 draft class, which also went on to win a Super Bowl. Don't jump on me. I'm not saying the Giants are, are winning a Super Bowl, but you never know. If anything, 2020 is showing, you never know. So I wanted to just go through the draft class of 2007, and then I want to just go through 2020's draft class. So Aaron Ross, major contributor, was a corner, starting cornerback for them. Steve Smith had a big part in that Super Bowl game and throughout the season. Jay Alfred sacked Brady. Zach Diassi had a 15-year career with the Giants. Kevin Boss was one of Eli's favorite targets that Biggest season. Biggest catch against Ryan Biggest catch. Michael Johnson had some part in the defense. And then Ahmad Bradshaw, who was the seventh rounder, you know what he did. He literally sent us to the playoffs that year against Buffalo, beating Buffalo, with literally running off with the NY falling off his helmet. This year, Andrew Thomas. Looks like he's starting to get a groove of things. And, and that's another decision. Joe Judge, fire Mark Colombo, and look how that's turned out for this offensive line. Xavier McKinney, we haven't even seen him yet play. Matt Perk. Before injury, before hitting COVID, he was performing pretty well as well. Darnay Holmes had a great game against Seattle. Shane Lemieux, Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin. The only two guys that I really didn't see are TJ Bronston and Chris Williamson. Haven't really played that much. But I should also forget that Mr. Irrelevant, Tay Crowder, who's had sacks, had a forced fumble recovery for a touchdown against Washington. I'm just saying, you look at these this draft class, you look at these two draft classes, they have been major contributors for both these Giants teams. What other team in the league can sit here and say, well, we had about eight of our ten picks perform better than we expected? I mean, you'll have rookies that perform, but to have almost 80% of your rookies performing daily or weekly each and every and having some sort of impact for you i mean that's credit to dave gettleman well that that there's, but listen saying, there's hold on there's two things that you need in order to do that number one you have to have been a bad team yeah number two you need really good coaching check check teddy <laughs> That's kind of where I was going. It was love- we've had these conversations with quarterback coaching thing. Remember we were talking about two weeks ago, and then we said, well, let's see how these guys do coaching quarterback, ty- dynamic duos, guys that kind of just feel like they're an extension of their arm on the field when they're quarterback. They always used to talk about you know Brady Belichick. I mean, you could go back with the history of quarterbacks that have done well with great. Every it seems like every great quarterback had a great coach uh, by his side, kind of like a boxer. You know, who, who is his manager and trainer? 
Not like Anthony Bones Jones, who was fat every time he showed up for a uh, weight class. More credit goes to Joe Judge. You know, Joe Judge just got hired by Dave Gettleman and the mayor of family. When right? no one knew who Joe Judge was. It's not I remember credit. flipping out at the idea that we had hired the special teams coordinator for the Patriots. Oh, no, I, I thought, could, could Dave Gettleman be a bigger idiot? And again, but he I was he wrong. I stand corrected. Wrong. I stand corrected. But I told Trev this. I said, I you know, know I like the special teams coordinator, Joe, over any other coordinator? Because he has to know everyone on the team, all 53 guys, because every guy is usually, except for the quarterback, partaking on the team. Special teams is the most important part of the game sometimes, and people forget about it. But Joe Judge, and here's another thing, and I will say this. You know who else was hired as a special teams coordinator for the head coach? John Harbaugh was the Eagles special teams coordinator for years under Andy Reid. Then he got hired for the Ravens. Look at how well he has performed for that Ravens organization since he's been there. <laughs> you got the peanut gallery over there? <laughs> my daughter my daughter keeps attacking me. She's asking me, my son's, uh, they're all on the other side. My son's got my phone and, and she, she thinks it's a game now. I don't know if you have any idea how close she's gotten. Nothing are but you giving, Are you giving her the, uh, the Derrick Henry stiff arm? I was just going to say, I'm giving her the Derrick Henry stiff arm, but she thinks it's hilarious, and she keeps coming back for more. So, so, Trev, so Trev hit on the draft class, and he's 100% right, and we can bore you with all the stupid stats. You know, we can tell you about the undrafted guys. We can tell you about the trades for the third-round pick from was Isaiah, you uh, know, you know, okay, Jabal Sheard that they picked up from the Jaguars practice squad. But here's another thing. The free agent guys. We always talk about free agency. Like, everyone gets so excited about free agency. Like, you see that guy that's on the free agent? We got to go get him. We got to pay $1,000 million for him. Blake Martinez, right? Linebacker. Bam. Hammer. That's a sledgehammer. Hit it on the head. Perfect pick. Been one of the best linebackers in the league. There's no question about it. Bradbury. Okay? Bradbury, top two, top three, top one cornerback in the league. Bam. And when you talk about a team that couldn't stop the run, couldn't call a defensive play, and couldn't stop the pass, you hit it on the head for the two biggest punts. And then you hit a kicker. Listen, we've seen it. How important are kickers in this league? I know from friends that gamble all the time how many kicks get missed this year. Do you know how many games the Titans have lost this year because Duskowski has missed multiple kicks? Two. We watch every every week a kicker miss a field goal, multiple weeks. Look at the Dallas game the other day. If I don't even have to go that far, Dallas should have had a chance to win that game late in that fourth quarter, missed and Zerline missed three field goals. When you know that you can put – it's like a closure in baseball. If you know you can put him on the field and he can cl- and make the kick or he can close your game out and solidify your victory, that's huge. They, listen, they used to say this. Other than Belichick and Brady, you know who the most important player on the Patriots dynasty was for the last 20 seasons? Vinatieri yeah. and Gostowski. How many games did those guys win for them in the clutch? That's huge. Here, so here's to my, have those guys, and then I'll say Logan Ryan to finish it off because if Blake Martinez does not play this week, he will be the guy on the field. He'll, be, he'll be the linebacking guy. He'll be the guy that's getting the call, so he'll be the quarterback of the defense. My thing is with the Giants is Joe Judge, it's, it's a combination of everything. Dave Gettleman hitting on the draft picks. Dave Gettleman hitting on his signees. Joe Judge coming in, forming a, a, a cohesive, great, and together coaching staff. Jason Garrett has been has been better than we expected. I know he started off slow, but this whole Giant team, we got to just Jason Garrett's the perfect example of this Giant team. This whole Giant team started off slow. We were we were losing our minds each and every week early in the season. Jason Garrett has warmed up. 
He's starting to get the groove of things. Patrick Graham has been out of his mind this year. He's been one of the better defensive coordinators. Maybe should get a, a nominee for assistant of the year, assistant coach of the year. He's been that damn good. It's just a combination of everything, but we have to remember. Coming into the uh, – I Greg, guess he's not a Giant fan. Greg DeLeg is amazing, too. <laughs> yeah, he's a Cowboy fan, right? My man, my man, Tip, dude, love this. How many Dallas Cowboys fans could say the next comment that he just put? Not a lot. That's bravery, Michael. I, I, I love, I love Mike Tipton because Mike Tipton is what I call a realist, and he is the opposite of um, what Jace Garcia is. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I know what you mean. Where, where is, where is, where is Tip can look at? Tip can look and tell you what's good and what's bad. And and Jace wears rose-colored glasses. And there's nothing wrong with being that way. Because I'll tell you what, I'm going to call you out, Teddy. Because about three weeks ago, Jace Garcia commented on this show. And he said Blake Martinez was the best linebacker in football. And you laughed him off the comment section. Yeah, I don't think he's Here we are. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we are three weeks later. Guy's playing out of his mind. And you said he's got to be considered one of the best. And and here's why, here's what I would say. Here's what I would caution all Giants fans about. Teddy's tough. Teddy, Teddy's never sold on the New York players until they do it. There's no benefit of the doubt from Teddy. You look at Jace, and he's I mean, easily, right? If you asked him who's the who's the best corner in football, it's Bradbury. Who's the best defensive tackle in football? It's Williams. He he has no problem. He has no problem declaring giant players to be great. There's just guys, there's gotta be a happy medium where you know, look, it's been clear all year how good Bradbury's been playing. It's good how you know, and again, there's that should we pay Williams all that money? Well, why wouldn't we? He's finally playing like everybody wanted him to. You wanna keep him you wanna keep him playing that way, give him twenty million a year. That'll motivate him. And if, if you want me to come in and intervene on that part is look what coaching does show. And we've talked about Blake Bortles, Blake Martinez. I love it. My thing is, is, and we talked about a couple weeks, a, a couple times this already in the past couple weeks. That's what coaching can do. Just look at the Jets organization right now. Everybody on that team from even what started with Sam Darnold is almost laughable because the coaching staff is laughable. And if you don't want to believe that, just go watch the game, the last 15 seconds of the game last week against Las Vegas. The only guy that's played well for them is Beckham. And that's, and that's what I'm trying to say is that that's what coaching can do in this league. All of a sudden now, Leonard Williams, who started off slow with the Jets early on in his career, had high praise. I also said the Giants, congratulations. You also said that Utah was the best team in college football last year. And then they got their asses kicked by Oregon. So good for you. We all got to be wrong. Hold on. on. Wait a minute. Let me just say something. And this is, and I love Jace. And I ripped Jace earlier on another show. But when you say a lot of crazy things that don't happen, when you say things like that, it's hard to take you seriously because it's like, oh, you're just shooting from the hip. You're just guessing. Again, when I, when I, when I say, I think the Jaguars are going to win a game. I'm not saying it because it's. I feel it in my belly. I watch them play, and I think, oh, maybe this. I think this team's gonna find the right team, and they're gonna pull oh, one of these out. Because love Mike Glennon, and because about. Mike Glennon's a great, 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 great. <laughs> Joe, great, it's like when you ask Joe, why is the fourth best team in football, and he just. I said they are just because they are. No, anyways, 
Exactly. When when you're going look, if you're going to say something, you got to explain it. And this is oh, what I, I told Jace. I told Jace this uh, literally back when he said that they would go on when. Well, tell me how do they do it? Because again, last week I told you what the score of the game was going to be in Seattle. You know, I mean, literally the game plan had to be. And, and Teddy, we talked about it. Whether the pressure was on the offense or the defense, the defense was the defense. I had no doubt would keep Seattle under 16 points. I said that was going to happen. The only concern I had, and the reason why the I'm, offense I'm, put up more than that, right? Three three nights earlier than when we talked about it Saturday, I said on John about the G-men to Jace. I love the Giants. I think they're going to win. I don't have faith that the offense is going to score more than 16 and win. So, Joe, here's my thing, though, and I'm not trying to go backwards on the thing, but here's the thing. The pressure on the defense to uphold your thought process on that meaning to to play well, right? Knowing that the offense doesn't have Daniel Jones. So when you don't have your starting quarterback, that puts more pressure on the defense to uphold what you think they are going to do, meaning 16 points on Seattle. That's pressure because if you don't uphold that standard of what we think you are, you have no chance. And that's why I went with the defense because I'm like, here's the thing. You don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have Saquon Barkley. Now, we haven't had Saquon all season, so I'm not going to use that as an excuse. But not having your starter quarterback, that's so much more pressure on the defense to play up to a standard that you expect and that. It's like, I want you to play at 110%, which there's no such thing as 110%. But we say that like you have extra. No, we just want you to play to your full capacity and play well. And they did that. And I think there's such a pressure on that team. Now, if Jair Jones comes back, it's not that there's less pressure on the defense this week. I think that now we have the expectation that they are going to do it. It's a standard that they're going to uphold week in and week out. And I'm glad. See, I was already there. I was okay. already there with yeah, the defense. I felt that, again, having watched this defense, having watched other games the Seahawks played, particularly when it came to the Rams, which, again, it's the way their defense, very similar to the Giants. Every time they play somebody, they confuse the hell out of them. Even yes. the great Sean McVay was confused. That yes. Rams offense looked confused. And so my thought was, look, the defense just has to go out there and do its job. Yeah. So is this more on Joe Judgment? No. This is, I'm going to say. On, this is, hold on. Again, listen, it was incumbent on the offense because, again, Ted, not only do they have to score at least one more point in Seattle, but more important, like I said, was if you're just going to three and out the whole first half, the defense is screwed. They're great. But if they're out there for 42 minutes of this game, there's no way that they're not yeah. going to get exposed at some point when you'll see guys like DK Metcalf. One catch at one point, think about 42 minutes of football on offense, what that would have looked like. At some point, he's breaking something. And it's not the defense's fault. It's the bend, 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 and then finally you're going to break a little bit. So it was so – the pressure was on Colt McCoy, not necessarily to win the game, or to score a ton of points, but can you can you at least give this defense a breather? Can you at least get a couple of first downs, even if it's a six-play drive that goes 22 yards, just so that the defense can sit, breathe, get some water, talk about what they're seeing, what kind of adjustments is Russ going to make? We And and it, they could not have executed any better. And, and I'll say one other thing. Teddy pointed this out earlier, and I think it's brilliant, and I don't think enough people – Pay attention to this around football. If you do watch every single game around the league, you will see a, and, and it's stunning when there's literally, this is your only job. Punting and kicking. 
that's all those guys work on is punting and kicking and, 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 and to see how many kicks are blocked, how many punt returns go for big gains. It blows my, like that is your only job. How in God's name are there so many mistakes in special teams all around football? It's shocking. And it just goes to show there's not enough good special teams coaches out there that sometimes this ends up just being a job that you give to somebody so you can move them up a staff to put them in a different position. I I think that I think teams should really take a look at their special teams because it's killing a lot of teams. I mean, even the the past couple of years, you can see the Giants have had a terrible special teams. I mean, when's the last time you could say all the Giants feel? I mean, with Rosas, it's been a struggle. So to answer this question, you got to give a lot of credit to Dave Gettleman. He's done a fabulous job of drafting, picking up these pieces, free agency trade. But you also got to give credit to the coaching staff and Joe Judge because you got to put the pieces in the right places. And that's what Joe Judge has done. And that's why this team is gelling on all cylinders. And I'm glad you brought up Colt McCoy and you talked about Seattle and last week's game. Because I want to move on to next uh, this week's game and talk about Daniel Jones because he's still dealing with an injury. I know the reports say he's 90-95% ready to go, but should the Giants hold off of bringing DJ back if he's not a million a thousand percent ready? Because we saw what Colt McCoy can do. We saw what that team did with Colt McCoy last week against a better team. And the Seattle Seahawks on the road, he made the throws when needed. They ran the football effectively in the second half and, and pretty much, yeah, they never had an answer. And then their defense, like we've said, got after Russell Wilson. They shut that great high-octane high offense for pretty much most of the game other than that one touchdown to Chris Carson. Why do we have to bring back DJ knowing that this is a very winnable game? We know this is. Don't say. Is it very No, 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 no. It's not it's, a very. Yes, it game. is. It is it every game. Why is it a very? Because the Giants game. just proved that they can play with anybody in the NFL. But you can't say the, very, Yes, it is. It's a very winnable game, but it's a losable game as well. That's what I'm trying to say. Every remaining game left on the Giants' schedule, and even with Washington, is a losable game, but a very winnable game. They can beat the Cardinals. They could beat the Browns. They could beat the Ravens. And they certainly could beat the Cowboys. They've proved it. They can hang with anybody in the league this year. And now they finally are starting to get it all together and hit their stride when it matters most. And that's what they're doing. They went into Seattle, a hostile environment that nobody can ever win. And they're, they've been undefeated. I know there's no fans, but they've, un, under the Steelers, both home teams finally lost their first home games last week in the Steelers in Seattle. So it must be something. I don't care if it's fans or not. must be something. The Giants don't need to bring back DJ unless he – I know the player is going to be like, I'm ready to go. That's just being him the competitor. But we saw the Giants are – they are doable on offense and defense. They can play enough and win still even without DJ. I appreciated your uh... – slip of the tongue when you said a million percent because I knew what you meant and and listen I think when it comes to hamstring injuries there's a hundred percent or there's you shouldn't play one hundred thousand percent because ninety eight percent your your hammy is good is bad all it takes is one little uh one, one right flip. one tweak one wrong step one throw that you and can't quite follow through, through and it comes in a big moment where you suddenly can't push off. You blow the hammy again, and the ball floats, gets picked, and comes back for six. That's problematic. Here's why it's a winnable game. 
21-17-28, and the 28 was in a blowout. Um, this this Cardinals team was very good earlier in the year. Please stop. This is the same thing with Seattle. This is the same exact thing. Four weeks ago, we were talking about Russell Wilson as being an MVP candidate. If you're still saying that, then you're not watching football. He's got four touchdown passes if, in the last four games. It's a two-man two race in that. Right. In if that you're game. watching Kyler Murray and the Cardinals the last couple weeks, and you think that's a really good football, then then you're you're being dishonest with yourself. So the Giants are playing great, and the Giants have the tools to do a very winnable game. Now, could could they lose this? Well, certainly. Certainly. Kyler Murray could have the game of his life. He could throw for 300 yards and run for a buck 20, account for four touchdowns. They probably, the Giants probably lose that game. I'd be shocked. So certainly. Certainly losable. I haven't they're putting it like this. Kyler Murray, much like Russ last week, has given me no reason to assume that this rejuvenation is about to happen against this defense. And look, I I, I have generally used the Rams as my comparison defense. And you go, oh, they just put 28 up on the Rams. Well, they were getting killed in that game. I mean, it was that it was just throwing the football down the field to try to claw your way back in. It wasn't as close as 38-28 indicated. Exactly. Go look at the Ravens game. The most points they've given up this season was against the Philadelphia Eagles. And when, if you remember that game early in week four or five, the Ravens were up by like 20-something points. And then the Philly had a late charge in the second half to make it close. So, Joe, this is what I was right, Joe. I never said I, w- I never said I had faith. I just said that I didn't have faith. I always have faith in the Giants. I just didn't have faith in you picking them for fantasy. Trevor, so Trevor, listen, having faith in Colt McCoy doesn't mean thinking that Colt McCoy is going to lead the Giants to victory. It means that we saw enough from Colt McCoy. He yeah. was he was he was uh, responsible with the football. Like yeah. I said, he got them. They got first downs. And when they he asked didn't... him to make the throws, he made the throws. Now, Joe, remember I was trying to remember exactly. So I had Trevor look it up while you were just talking. I said, so pull up already up Arizona's schedule, right? Since October 19th, when they hold on, when they crushed Dallas 38 to 10, they beat Seattle on that 37-34 overtime game. And if you remember, Russell Wilson threw three picks in that game. Very uncharacteristic of Russell Wilson. They had a really bad fourth quarter. And they were up by double digits going into the fourth quarter. So Seattle blew that game. So I don't give really I give Arizona some credit, but they should have lost that game on normal sets. Then they got beat by Miami. Then a miracle, the miracle. Then the miracle against Buffalo, and then they've lost three straight. So if I really look at that, they take away that hail mary. They could be like opposite of the Giants, lost five straight. If you take away just the hail mary and you give Seattle the credit, they've lost one, two, three, four, five. So they've lost four out of five, but they would have lost five straight. How seriously is this Arizona good team right now? Right. Not well, this out. is what I've been. This is what I've been saying again. If you, you know, I and I always do it. I say I throw out the the, the Steelers game because it was ten, and I throw out um, the, the Niners game because obviously that was a disaster. Yeah. Otherwise, you could argue that the Giants could very well be eight and three this year if they had finished those games. Yeah. Looking at how the Cardinals did finish their games, had it been the opposite, I've got them as a four and eight football team. Maybe even worse. But yes, and and potentially potentially worse. So into, here's the thing: we fall into these video. Listen, we love Kyle Murray, we love Russell Wilson. I really do. I, I'm a true fan of them. I appreciate them. We love when you see Kyle Murray throw the hail mary, run around, scramble. It's great. But the consistency of this team in the Arizona Cardinals has not been there. You know, we fall in love with all these 
you know, I'm not going to use you against you, but the trick plays, Joe. It's like we get in love with the dunks and these and these highlights, but how are you just nitty-gritty fundamental team? You know, like the Giants are not flashy, right? You're like, why don't they do trick plays? Because it's not their style. They've never been flat. They, they, I mean, they don't. They, that's not, they are going to be plain Jane, bro. They're going to come in. They're not going to come in with a flashy suit. They're not going to come in with a high pitch voice and then the and the and the throw here and the gel and everything. They're going to come in just regular plain Jane, but they're going to beat you at your own game, and that's what the Giants do. Now to the question, because I have an answer. Should the Giants hold Daniel Jones back? That's a decision of the coaching staff. Should they? I think not if he's ready to play. But if I'm a giant coach and I'm saying I'm Joe Judge, I have both quarterbacks ready to go on game day. Colt McCoy, you better be ready to go because you're oh, thought- Because I know in the back of you say you're always, in your back of your mind, should always be ready to play. Do you think most of the guys that are playing behind Mahomes and Rodgers are really thinking that every game? Not really. How seriously do they take it? Colt McCoy, you be ready to play because if we need you, we're going to have to put you in. If the Giants were – because, this, like I said, this is a very winnable game for the Giants. We've seen that they could play with anybody. Let's make sure that Daniel Jones is 100% because if he is the answer at quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years, you want to make sure that he's ready to go. And I know he's going to come in and say, I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. That's what any competitor says. But like I said, all it takes is one little tweak, and he's done for the year. And then the Giants are going to be playing with Colt McCoy. And I don't the chances with that defense, it could change drastically. So the Giants have to play it smart. If he's ready to go, if he truly believes he's ready to go and that coach staff believes, then okay. Go ahead. But they have my, to make sure. My biggest issue with the Saints the last few weeks has been Dyson Hill is the quarterback. I don't think they're as good a football team. And I think if if and, and I know Breeze will be back. If that was the team they were bringing to the postseason, I would be very concerned about the the Saints. I with Taysom, with Taysom Hill or Drew Brees. Taysom with Hill. Taysom Hill. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Right. Again, you're more dangerous to I, me yeah. than I've been saying. Yeah, but I, I would rush. I would not rush Breeze back. Yes, no, they don't need. To, they, right. They they don't need to rush Breeze back. Yes. I, and last week, look, they did a better job of finding ways to get the ball to Alvin Kamara, which hadn't happened the first couple of weeks so with, with, with Hill at quarterback. Hill has really, Peyton has really started to open the offense a little bit more. You know, like when a rookie quarterback, you start basic and then you build yep. and you build by the end of the season, the playbook's fully open. You're going to start to see Taysom Hill, that playbook, be open a lot more. I'm he has been much better than people have projected as a passer. Listen, I think with Taysom Hill, it makes it electric. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Listen, this is what we always talk about. Doesn't it make him electric? <laughs> yeah, Taysom Hill makes him electric, but does it make them better? No. I think not, not because I think it makes at, more the, dangerous, at the so. end of the day, though, when you're going to go against Aaron Rodgers or, or maybe Tom Brady or even Russell Wilson in the playoffs, or your Daniel quarterback's going to have to make a throw. And is Taysom Hill going to be able to make that throw? Who do you have more faith in? Joe, we've talked about this privately. Do you have more faith on third and five that Breeze is going to make the right pass? Or is Taysom Hill not going to be able to make the right pass and have to run it and is going to I, fall short? I trust Taysom Hill. You don't. I do you because don't. I've seen Joe. Based on what? Based on what big game has Taysom Hill made a big play to win he a game? Run. He can run. But to make the throw. Well, to make the throw. That's not what we just said. Did anybody who just said run? We just talked I about making that pass on third and five. Say Drew Brees. I've seen enough of Drew Brees the past four years. This team was the most talented team in the NFL, with the exception of the Kansas City Chiefs, the past four years, and they've lost each and every freaking year. They should have won at least one or two Super Bowls. So you think Taysom Hill's the difference maker? Taysom Hill's what's I've been, I've been saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Drew Brees has been holding back. 
the Saints the last four years. Is that what you're saying? Say it. Yeah. Say it. Uh, yeah, of course they have. Yes, I have. I really do okay. believe that. Because with a team that talented, down. Would, write it down, down, please. Write it down on your little handy dandy notebook. I'm going to write it down too. If you're going to be honest with you, you should just bring up the stats and say the last two playoff games, he's got outplayed by Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins outplayed him in the playoff game last year. And it looked like he was old last year. He didn't look like I don't good. buy in the Drew Brees. I'm sorry. But I think I'm, 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 over, I'm over Brees. If everybody wants to rip freaking Tom Brady because – because he's old and he looks old, but we want to give a pass to Drew Brees because, oh, well, he's going to so make two games to go. Alvin Kamara got seven touches in 15 yards in the game. I have, a problem with, I have a problem with that personally because you can't let a weapon of his stature be go, just go MIA. You can't have that. That should not be allowed. And I, still think, I still think they're going to struggle to get the ball to Kamara the way that Brees does it because it's a different offense. He's got a different skill set. And I'm saying, I'm not saying that, that, that Hill's a bad passer or bad quarterback, but come crunch time, I want a guy who's been doing it forever. Not a guy who was a tight end for a whole bunch of time. A guy who's been a quarterback the whole time. That's okay. who I want. Well, that same quarterback that's gotten outplayed by Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff still hasn't won that precious Super Bowl that he's been desperately wanting. That you want for you could take him. That's fine. But you might be going home early. I need to see it in Taysom Hill. I, I, I'm saying they should go check it out because it's it's been working. The Saints are the most dangerous team maybe in the NFL right now. That defense is getting hot, and I know because, oh, they're going to get the Hall of Famer back. The guy can't even throw freaking longer than 15 yards. He made the Raiders in week two or three when they had the Monday night game look like the 85 Bears because he couldn't throw the ball. He can't stretch the field. You need to find a quarterback and stretch the field in today's game. He can't do that. So I'm not buying, and I'm sorry. If you're going to buy with the Drew Brees, all oh, throwing the slants to Michael Thomas, that's nice. But guess what? That's why they haven't won a Super Bowl still. They still haven't won a Super Bowl. Even with all that talent, even with all that great coaching, they haven't won with well, the great Drew Brees. I've got, I've got news for you. I'll take my chances. I've got news for you. i got news for you. This isn't Bledsoe Brady. <laughs> I know that. As soon as Brees comes back, Hill's back on the bench in gimmick plays. It's so stupid. settle down with that it's crazy stuff. Maybe stupid. it is. It's stupid. It's not. You, a call, you call Tom Benson and you tell him. <laughs> you got his number? I'll get it for you. Of, and you know tell him that, that Peyton want, doesn't know what he's talking no, about. Want, and no, we need Hill in the game to win a Super Bowl. If I call Tom Benson, Tom, I want to come down there and take me to some nice Call him TV. He likes that. We, we're watching uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Let me tell you, we got to go We got to go to New Orleans. That food looks amazing. I would love to go to a game there because it's just amazing. Dude, they were making this shrimp pole boy, Joe. Oh my God! It was. It was. Okay. It was, it was I've been to New Orleans. I want to go. You. I love me a po' boy, and I had alligator while I was there. And well, I'll alligator. Tell you what, alligator. We had, we had, yeah. we had yeah. uh, alligator bites. It tastes just like chicken. <laughs> Why does everything always taste like chicken? I don't chicken, know. Chicken's life. Yeah, chicken, chicken is life. life. But that's all I'm trying to say with the whole Taysom Hill and Drew Brees debate. I'll take my chances with Taysom Hill because I've seen enough three straight well, years of Drew Brees I, not coming up big when mattered most. Can I say one thing? Go ahead. You know it's going to be a great point, and we'll talk about it next oh, week. Oh, next week. Massive game next week. Chiefs, Saints, Joe, in New Orleans, Taysom Hill versus so Mahomes, hey, which Joe. will be a good Could kind of building block. We can go back to this Joe, next week I got you, and bro. see how Taysom Hill plays. And if he plays well against Mahomes, against a real team. Hey, Joe, there's your um, 
there's CMG's game of the week if you want to just put a little teaser already in for you. Yeah, I do. I do, but I just want to say something before we get there. Go ahead, Joey. Um, do you remember the year 2010? Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember it 10 years ago. I was in high school. Yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Who was the MVP? No, the the year that year? Yeah. Was Peyton Manning? No, oh. this is no, no 2010. 2010. The Saints won the Super Bowl. They beat the Colts. Saints. They beat the Colts. Drew Brees was the MVP. Drew Brees. Super Bowl record. Super Bowl record 32 completions. MVP of the Super Bowl. Joe, you're talking about 10 years ago, bro. Come on. It's like it's like your Gary argument. I just said. I just said. I just said I want a quarterback who's been there and done it. Okay, that's where your argument is. A guy who started three games and just last week figured out how to get the ball to their best player. You think that's the recipe for a Super Bowl, as opposed to a guy who's literally—he's literally got the trophy for what he was the MVP of the biggest game. Are you serious? All right, hold on. Let me look at the New Orleans Saints last three years in the postseason. I'll give you all those stats. You want to oh, play stats? You, you want to play stats? You want to go toe to toe with the King? Listen, no. it was the referee's fault. I need talk, Ted. Do what you do best. Talk. Watching <laughs> <laughs> you guys argue is so funny because I'm I, telling you, me and it, it's literally it's it's gold. Yeah, here's it's gold. I tell you what, what you just posted, Joe. The game of the week: Steelers Bills. This is looking ten years in the mirror. This is what Big Ben used to be, Josh Allen. What, what he has done for the Bills is what Ben Roethlisberger was 10 years for the Steelers. My biggest thing with this is, and I told Trev this, the Steelers for three straight consecutive weeks have thrown the ball 50-plus times. Ain't winning that way. When you nope. get to the playoffs, nope. you're not going to win throwing the ball 50 times a game. Joe, I, they posted a stat. I wish I had it. I didn't get to save it on my computer. Big play, baby. I <laughs> dropped it. Sorry. Um, it's at halftime, you baby. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is a highlight. Look at Alabama. Alabama's already up 35 points, baby. That's the demon college football. I want to say, let me clarify that. All you college football guys, because I'm an Ohio State so, guy. So with that being said, it was a stat that when Ben Roethlisberger in his career throws the ball, the ball 35 times or less, he has like a 670, almost 70 winning percentage. When he throws the ball 35 plus times, 50% winning percentage. We talk about this all the time. You can't throw the ball 40, 50 times and think you're going to win in the playoffs. It just doesn't happen. you got to be able to run the football. Now, if Trevor wanted to have a good argument, he could say that Taysom Hill being on the Saints as gives them a more dynamic offense because the ability to run the ball, not only Alvin Kamara, but him, which controls the clock, which means they can eat up more time, which means Rodgers and guys like Mahomes that won't be on the field as much, where Breeze doesn't bring that extra element. Yeah, he can dink and dunk. All right, Joe, here you go. Oh, here you go. I'm going to come back to you. Yeah, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad you're yeah, here. here. Tell me, tell me, tell me the story while I look at this picture. Okay, well, the last time I saw Drew Breeze in the playoffs, he actually went 26 to 33. Real nice, right, Joe? Sounds sexy. Oh, well, he only had 208 yards. You know he got outperformed by Kirk Cousins. So you could talk about your 10 years ago. Look, I was a different person 10 years ago. I didn't have hair like this. I didn't have a beard like this. You could keep showing that picture. Drew Brees but Drew Brees had hair like me back in the day. He also got now, lucky on the outside kick. My also, I'm sure you and, still had flawed arguments then 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Just like your flawed argument with Gary Sanchez four years ago? Don't start with me. That's what I'm trying to say. You're talking about 10 years ago? You're living in the past? I'm living now. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, is that Drew Brees? Taysom Hill. Oh, that's Taysom Hill. One, but congratulations. You found Taysom, one play. Oh, first of all, Taysom Hill didn't play against the Rams. He was 
that was a substitute. Breeze was a starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. see, that's a fake news picture. No, that's him. You what you're doing, Joe? You're posting after he made a reception, he was tackled. Joe, if you're going to post pictures and post stuff, you can't post fake news stuff on this show. Okay? I, it's one listen, I typed in, I typed in uh, Tyson Hill, and all I got was pictures of him as a tight end. Wow, did you see what the guy from uh, the Wayne train will dominate the cards? 200 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. I like it, Sketchy. Wow, Project. I like Thank you. All, all right. I I like it. I don't know about who, who is that guy from, like, the 1800s? <laughs> He's a time traveler. From look, the, at that from beard. look at that beard. Look, 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 look at that beard, though. But that's what I'm, all, I'm trying to say. Let's talk about this, Bills. We'll close out with this because there was a lot of games we could have picked from. You could have picked the Saints and Dolphins. You could have picked the Monday Saints, night game. So hold on, slow down. Saints, Dolphins. Saints are playing the see Eagles. See what happened? I got the Saints, Saints on my mind. And stop. Chiefs, and, Chiefs and Dolphins. This will we'll see what for. happens. I know. He tries to be like me and go really fast. That's when, the problem. I shouldn't be like him. I screw up when I become him. Just be me. Just be me. That's what I should I've got to so be me. So let's get into the game <laughs> of the week, which is the Steelers and Bills. Here's my thing, plain and simple. <laughs> the Steelers, I've been high on all year. They might be, and Colin Coward made a great point. They are last year's version of New England Patriots. They can't run the ball. They literally have no run game. You aren't winning with, I was going to say Drew Brees, Big Ben. I got it stuck in my head now, Joe. I'm ready to go now. (laughs) There's no way they're going to win with Big Ben throwing over 50 times. It's just not it's not. It's First not the it's right. Not Steelers football. No, it's Steelers not, football. It's giant football. football. Run the ball. Play solid defense. Kick the crap out of the next guy and play action pass. That's when they won. Think about this. Me, no, hundred percent. Me and Pat were talking about this on the car ride home. When's the last time? Now, if you take the Chiefs out of the equation last year with Tyree Kill, when's the last time a team won a Super Bowl that had a top three receiver? Like Jerry Rice, you can't name him. The Steelers never won with Antonio Brown. The Falcons didn't win with Julio. DeAndre Hopkins. It wasn't the Saints in 2010 either. The teams that win don't have a top target like that. You don't have an impactful top receiver. Listen, the Bills made the move for this reason. They traded multiple picks to go get Stephon Diggs, who's been an impactful player. They went to go get Cole Beasley for them. All right, they've, they've oh, put great pieces around Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Joe, if you want to make the argument again, Josh Allen has jumped right back into the MVP consideration. Nah, it's a two-man race. Listen, if he finishes me. strong, he beats the he beats uh, the Patriots and Steelers in the next couple weeks. He'll, he'll finish Are third. Are we looking at a clone of Big Ben right now? A 2.0 version, just a more athletic version of Big Ben with Josh Allen because he's got all the tools. And we we really saw it on display on the Monday night game. He made some, some of the nicest throws I've ever seen touch passes, throwing it over defender. He rocked He threw one between, I think it was Fred Warner's hands, a rocket right into, I forgot who the receiver was, but it was a awesome. just a perfect, beautifully thrown ball. Herbert's got a better arm than Josh Allen. You son of a gun. I hate that you do this. <laughs> do this. We just had our argument. We don't need another one. No, but I'm no. done with the argument. So Here's the thing with Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh <laughs> Allen coming into that draft class might have been the most talented quarterback coming out of the draft class. And he had the potential, if you remember, we were reading an article where the Browns were thinking about taking him at one. But there were so many question marks because of his, because the of his, like on, because of his accuracy. The and Terry Bradshaw was on the show the other night and was talking about accuracy. And he goes, We've never questioned Josh Allen's athleticism, his ability to throw the ball. But Troy Aikman once said this before, and it's 100% true. If you can predict where the ball is going to go, meaning you can put the ball anywhere you want, that is the most 
that is the best quality a quarterback can have. If you can literally tell me and put, and put the ball where the – doesn't matter about speed of the ball, velocity, how hard you throw and how soft you throw. If you can be accurate and hit your spots, that is – it's like pitching. Great pitching beats great hitting. If you can mark your spots on the strike zone, I don't care how good of a hitter is, you are still going to strike out. Josh Allen, we know, has a cannon for an arm. But his ability now to start to be accurate and efficient and move the ball down the field, instead of just throwing the 70-yard bombs, he can hit that five-yard out route. He can hit that slant route. He can throw it between double coverage. It adds such an element to the Bills that they haven't had in years since Jim Kelly. And that's the reason why the Bills hadn't won a Monday night football game since 1999 when they beat the Miami Dolphins. Demarius Thomas, 2016. Well, he was he was good. I don't know if I put him in the top three, but I will also say this: maybe he was a product of Peyton Manning because after Peyton Manning, he fell off the he fell off the cliff. Peyton so Demarius Thomas, I know I had him in fantasy. He was a top five receiver, but so was Emmanuel Sanders. But is that a product of Peyton Manning being your quarterback? Because me and Trev say this: DeAndre Hopkins had Brian Hoyer, had friggin' Matt Schaub, had no names, and was still putting up 100 catches a year and 1,200 yards. Here, here's so I'm just saying, are you a product of the system? Here's what I wanted to say quickly. But good point, Jared. I love it. Jared, uh, Joe, before you get into your point, I just want to say you see this matchup, and it seems like one team's going in the right direction with the with the Bills, and then you see the, the Steelers. And I know they lost last week to Washington. They should be 10-2. Well, they should they be should, Yeah, they should have beat Arizona. They could but, be fighting for a number one you, seed. You look at the Steelers. They lost to Washington last week, but this felt like it was, it was coming. It was on the brisk of, of of a defeat. They struggled against Baltimore. They struggled. They struggled against Jacksonville. They struggled offensively. I should specifically say. We know what their defense is, and they've been decimated with some big injuries. But their defense is still one of the best, if not the best, in the game. But this offense has gotten away. And Ted, you said it. You hit it right on the nail. They've gotten away from. N- Pittsburgh Steelers football, which the Giants, the Giants have gotten back to New York Giant football. That's why it's working for the Giants. The Steelers are getting away from this. They're throwing the ball 50 times. Big Ben, maybe five, six years ago. Yes. Okay. I get it. But the Steelers, just like the Giants have always been known, great defense, a dominant running attack and solid quarterback play. And you don't see no running attack. And if you're a Steelers fan, you're nervous going into the playoffs as maybe the number one seed because you could be one and done because if anything about playoffs, I know you got great quarterback play, but you need to run the football. If you can't run the football, whether it's a regular season game or a postseason game, the results are not going to be what you expect. Joseph? Um, well, so let me start with Josh Allen. You know I've been high on him. Oh, are you, uh, are you back on the train now? Are you back on you it? Know, I, I mean, listen, fairly, I, I, I had to tap the brakes on that because he was not playing elite. But if you look at the season that this team's had, other than the game against the Titans, that got out of hand early and 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 in a big way. The the Chiefs game was close. Uh, they lost by two points to the Cardinals. They've only lost to really good teams. The Cardinals were playing really good football back then. Uh, that was right about where where they stopped. Uh, hitting 30 points a game, incidentally, uh, Kyler and company. Meanwhile, Josh Allen, as you said, puts the ball where he wants it. Mm-hmm. Is a great mobile quarterback. I When I tell you I don't like Herbert and Mayfield and Burrow, it's because I don't see that. I see it in Daniel Jones, and as I told you, the stat's there, the dime. It's a literal stat that uh, the NFL keeps. 
Jones is the best at getting balls where they're supposed to be. Josh Allen came out of college with 55% completion rate because he played for a crappy college with crappy receivers. So did Daniel Jones. Also, and again, most of his players had left. Seven of his 11 starters had left his senior season. Joe, I got to go after this. I'm not contradicting myself because, sorry, Tyreek Hill was not a top three receiver last year. And he's not a product of Mahomes. Because even, he, before, he, even before, Mahomes before was, that, he was, not, he was really good. Tyreek Hill, I did not put as a top three receiver last year. And I also said before the statement that Tyreek Hill, I didn't even consider him last year with Mahomes. Couldn't say Hill is a product of Mahomes. Top receivers and Moss, if not Thomas. Moss who? Randy Moss? Randy Moss? Randy Moss never won a Super Bowl. They didn't won a Super Bowl. And who's Thomas? Guy named Demarius Thomas? Yeah, he he was never a top three receiver. I wouldn't have put Demarius Thomas as a, a, a top three receiver at the time. And Tyreek Hill now has been this. But really, Joe, when you think of Tyreek Hill, do you honestly think fantasy, football, I don't give a crap what you're thinking. Do you think Tyreek Hill is a top three receiver? No. Yeah. No. I mean, he I doesn't. Don't I don't. He 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 seems more like to me a product of being in the system and having a great quarterback. And he's That's got blazing speed. Is listen, and it, his hands have certainly got better. I don't know if I'd say he's one of the best three pairs of hands in the league. Well, because I don't think so. My argument with this is, and I know, and I love the back and forth. Is when I look at DeAndre Hopkins. Trevor said, look at what DeAndre Hopkins when he played for the Texans when they had no quarterback before Brian, Deshaun Watson. Brian you know what I mean? Like, are you still great with no one? Like every like. Randy Moss was great all through his career. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. But are you just great without him? Look at Odell Beckham Jr. He was great with Eli Manning. He went to the Browns. He hasn't been really good. He hasn't been elite like he was with the Giants. Just saying. Not trying to take shots at anybody, but just just saying. Stiff arming, are you digging Derrick Henry in again? It's, this is my five-year-old son at the end of my left arm, and he's not only getting uh, the the stiff arm to the face, he actually is really enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to get, so he's like running into the shoots. <laughs> yes. He's gonna be a, he he's gonna be a keeps player. coming, and he just keeps getting the stiff arm, and he for some reason loves it. Well, Welker? Welker was not a top three. Stop, stop. Like, See, this, this, Jared, is where was, Jared, this is where he was. Take the box. Welker stopped. Wasn't even the best receiver on the team. Sorry. Welker? Welker is a top three receiver. Was never. That's where he, he was. was a, that's he was where he was, a was tough, arguing. He was probably. And I'm not. Well, look, this is this is where people. This is where you start to get confused with fantasy and reality. Well, he wasn't even a top three fantasy. No, no, no. Let's Hold on. Go. I, I hold out. Look, what, 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 the guy was averaging like a hundred catches a, a year. Yeah, hundred ten. I mean, you, you would. You could argue, based on the numbers, consistently that that's a great player, but we yeah. know he's not. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, so what Jared's saying is Welker was a product of a system. Totally got it. No, Welker didn't because he went to Denver and it was actually really productive with Peyton Manning. But you could say the product of Peyton Manning. But Welker he, would be productive anywhere with anybody. Because he was good with Miami. Right. No quarterback. Right. That's why but, but, but not because he was a great receiver. Because he was a great pair of hands, good possession guy. When we talk about elite wide receivers, what are we talking about? We say a guy that could take over a game. You're talking about Jerry Rice. You're talking about Marvin Harrison. You're, I mean, Randy Moss. Listen, this is the problem: is when when we when we're like, who's the three like best? The three best. What? In, what? In football, no, no. Right listen, in, in boxing, there's a champion. There, there's not who's the five best. Why, why are we trying to figure who's the three best receivers? I don't know. Who's the one best? 
probably Devontae Adams. Right now, absolutely, yeah. And he's been doing it longer than most of the other guys. So, DeAndre hasn't had 100 yards in like four straight weeks. He's struggling. You could, listen, you could hold up every season of Wes Welker's career. And they'd be really impressive. And and probably statistically might be more impressive than Devontae Adams. But as you just said, who's going to dominate and take over a game? Who could survive being the only receiver the quarterback has to throw to? Devontae Adams can do it. And not a lot of other people can. Mind you, he's having a rant and he's still stiff arming his son right now, which is that's that's a multitasker right there. <laughs> no, Joe, you're 100 percent right on the Devontae Adams because they have no number two. DK is emerging as a guy that's going to be yes. He's emerging. We gotta, as we gotta stop with we gotta that. stop trying to figure out the top five. It doesn't matter. There's generally a number one, and then yeah. there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. And the, the statement that Trevor said the other day about Devontae, if he was even healthy for all the games, he missed two games this season, and his numbers are still incredible. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. Boxing's a poor example. What I mean to say is... Joe, stick to baseball. No, 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 Joe. No, you are right. Hey, I, know I, listen, I know I'm right, but listen, so when you think it's... Boxer, that's why they rank them, and there's a number one right. pound, pound boxer. Correct. Same thing here. They're still a best. Just like John Jones is the best mixed like, martial arts. Like, how about this? And the Steelers. Like the Steelers. Since we're talking about this, the Steelers had a true number one who could take over a game, Antonio Brown. They had that. That's what a number one receiver is. That's a guy that can take over a game at any point in the game, whether it was special teams or whether it was a receiver, he can take over a game. And that's what that's when we think of elite receivers. When we think of the best receiver, we think of guys that could take over a game. I mean, you, how can you not put in Tyreek Hill when you think about that statement? Then, because easily with a one, I mean, look at the Tampa game. One freaking quarter, he had two hundred yards. He can take over a game at any moment because of that speed. So, if anything, Tyreek Hill. It has to be in the in the de, in the debate because at any point, just throw him the ball and he could take over a game be, purely based off of his speed. Like Devontae Adams, there's certain receivers. Devontae Adams, 100% agree. Julio a couple years ago, but he's fallen off. DeAndre, um, yeah, I would say DeAndre still, but he's been struggling. But the Cardinals' offense as a whole has been struggling. Even Kyler Murray, that's why they're going backwards right now. But Tyreek Hill has the has has potential to change a game plain and simple purely because of his speed. But I'm not saying I, I if I had to put Tyree Kill, he'd be right outside my top three. So pound for pound receiver is there's one. Look, I think if you if you were to say pound for pound, then I would say a guy like Wes Welker certainly would have been in the conversation. Obviously not now, but you know, four or five years ago. A, a guy like that, of course he would have been, but that's not what that's not what we're trying to figure out. If, if we were being honest, you would say that Wes Welker was the best receiver in football. If you were being honest, if you were basing it on numbers and production, you could argue that that guy was was the most valuable and best wide receiver. But that's not how we do this. It's the same thing. Be Welker, right, because Wes Welker didn't dominate games. Nobody was like, we got to stop Wes Welker. I mean, Wes Welker is open because nobody covers Wes Welker. Yeah, because he was going against linebackers, he was quicker, faster. Another great example. Another great example. Just before we get back to the game, is Marvin Harrison. 
It was always a guy that was never probably considered one of the top three receivers in the game, but a guy that always had. I mean, remember how many receiving? I mean, he has the most. He also had Reggie Wayne and Dallas Clark and Edger and James and Peyton Manning. That's true. That, that's that's it. true. I, 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 I feel like Jared is Jared's arguing with me in the comments, and I I'm agreeing with you, Jared. I'm saying the whole debate over who the top one to, it's stupid. It's a stupid debate. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver. Everyone else is trying to supplant him. I, I don't care who's number two. I don't care who's number, it doesn't make a difference. I love how I totally turned the show from the Bills Steelers to who's the number one receiver in this league. But I will say this, having a number one receiver on this team for the Bills has made it oh, yeah. incredible. Difference. Absolutely. Um, has really helped Josh Allen. And we talk about this all the time with young quarterbacks, getting players, talented players surrounding them, because they're only as good as the talent around them. I mean, listen, not everyone is Mahomes or Watson. I mean, listen, no one's talking about Deshaun Watson, but if you look at statistically, he's having one of the best seasons he's ever had, and he's got oh, he's no one. And he just lost it. his number one receiver for the season in Will Fuller. And his running back. Well, look, it, just, it just goes to show you how important having a number one receiver is to most quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Someone that can listen. You, you most know, quarterbacks in most systems need a number one. Get real, David. So, uh, listen. At the end of this game, oh, I, when I thought about the Bills, you think about defense first. Well, their defense hasn't been as good as it has been the past two seasons. Statistically, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know it for a fact because I wouldn't make the statement. They are not statistically as good defense. You haven't talked about Tredavious White this year as you did last year. Remember? He was, like, going for, like, the best corner defensive player of the year. Has anyone even talked about Tredavious White this year as a shutdown corner? No. I haven't heard about him. Not as much so as we did last year. You know, Ed Oliver, the defensive line, the pass rush. Oh, I haven't heard. Sean McDermott is a defensive line again. This team is more offensive now. No, but this is the than thing. they are defensive. Both of these teams are, in the sense of, are very similar. Both have really, really garbage run games. So this is going to come down to the quarterbacks. It's just who do you trust more? Do you trust Big Ben, or do you trust Josh Allen? This That's is where Josh Allen's going to have to win the game with his legs. Me. I'm sticking with the Steelers because I've been on the Steelers all year. I know a lot of people think they're they're an overrated 11-1 team. Hey, you're 11-1 for a reason. I don't care. You got to play who's on your schedule. A win's a win. It doesn't matter. They lost. I think they're going to be angry. They're going to be motivated because a lot of people are down with them now. Now we're seeing a lot of holes and little flaws now with the Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers. like to pick on so, the bully. And everybody wants – and everybody's high on the Bills. A big win on Monday night. Josh Allen looked amazing. I'm sticking with the Steelers, though. And I expect this to be – the game of the weekend too. I expect this to be the game of the weekend, but I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna stick with the Steelers and maintain number one seed in the AFC because they have to keep winning because the Chiefs have a big game too this week and they're gonna keep winning as well. So that number one for the AFC is up for grabs still, but I'm gonna go with the Steelers. When Jared says diamond in the rough about Gabriel Davis, he what didn't mean in the conversation about number one receivers. What he, I believe, was talking about was the 25 catches for 422 yards and five touchdowns, 16.9 yards uh, per catch. That is Gabriel Davis. your number four wide receiver behind uh, Diggs, Beasley, and Brown. That's a diamond in the rough for sure. That, I mean, he's been, uh, Davis has been big, and it's funny. Uh, earlier in the year, Jared and I had a trade, and I actually tried to coax Gabriel Davis out of him. I do think that kid's got some big play potential, so I don't know if that was necessary, maybe even a shot at me. 
Uh, but but either way, I love it. Um, and yeah, uh, any, any any chance Jace has to pump up Utah? Zach Moss. Joe also drafted Zach Moss in his fantasy because he thought he was going to be rookie of the year. <laughs> I remember. I I've got him in all three of my leagues. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. I read I an article in the preseason. My mistake. It was like written in the Buffalo Times, um, and they promised me. They promised me. They promised me Moss was going to steal carries away from Singletary and all and get all the red zone. Uh, all the red zone touches. So far, not happening. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I'll get back to this game. Look, uh, you know, eleven and one, the Steelers. He over overrated it. They're going to finish fourteen and two. They're a fourteen and two kind of team. This certainly wasn't a sixteen and zero team. I don't think anybody realistically thought that, except for the most ignorant Steelers fans. But what I are you going to do? All prediction, but it didn't work. As I, 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 I applaud the boldness. So you're, you're um, saying that the Bills win this week, bud? Is that why? You're, I'm not. You're, I haven't gotten there yet. Um, He's tuning up, bro. I'm messing with him. He's tuning up the man. You know me. I have to talk for four minutes about the team that's not going to win before I get to the one that's going to. That's why our segments together are usually taking Both of you. (laughs) Get to your board, damn dude. Something. Steelers um, are probably not going to win this football game. And I say this simply because the game is in Buffalo. I think it's going to be. not the most pleasant situation for the Steelers coming off a rough loss. I think they lose this game close. The bills need to win this game in a big way, boy. Uh, It's getting tight there with them. Dolphins, a loss here uh, puts you in a tough spot, assuming that the the Dolphins might be able to hang with the Chiefs. They have to to still play one more time. Sure. Take look, take no chance. Again, this, like I said, with the giants, I mean, you can't lose any of these. You want to leave, you want to leave your season up to the Cowboys in week 17. Oh, that, that, is, a giant fan. that is a giant fan. Joe, I'm Joe good. And I would the same thing here. Bill's got to win this game. The, the only way the bills look again, as I just mentioned, the only, the only game the bills lost this year was to the Titans who right now have their own problems. Yeah. They got, they hung, with the, they hung with the chiefs should have beaten the Cardinals. So, so all, all, for all intents and purposes, this Bills team's really a one-off team if no, you think true, about it. Sure, they lost to the Chiefs on that Monday night football game that got moved because of COVID. It was a rainy game. It was a crappy game. Yeah. But, the Chiefs, of course, they're more talented. Joe, so the, the only thing I'm going to argue with you on this and why your pick is going to be wrong is because, you know, we talked about Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, been there, yeah. done that. The Steelers have been there before. Mm-hmm. Hey, go against your own argument. The Bills haven't been ready for a game like this. Now, here's the thing. Come on, Joe. Put the we're talking, we're talking like, hey, the Bills are coming off a big win against the 49ers. Monday Night Football, first win in 20 seasons since 1999. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? The Steelers, though, don't you think they poked the bear a little bit by losing last week? Don't you think that a team losing a game after all after all the pressure? And it's the best thing that could happen to a team. Them, could regroup. Because all because the pressure was on them. Well, here's the other thing. The argument is, oh, the Steelers have lost it. They lost Bud Dupree two weeks ago, ACL. Their defense is not as good. Minka Fitzpatrick, Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball. They can't do this. Couldn't you see? And I know you're picking the Bills. But couldn't you see the Steelers like romping this Bills like twenty-seven to fourteen? Like and be like, oh my god! The only reason, listen, the only reason I would say I can't see that is because no one has done that to the Bills, and and I I don't I don't know that anybody can. Titans and Chiefs. Listen, I'm not saying that the Steelers aren't going to win this game or can't win this football game, and I'm certainly not disillusioned by that. And if this game happens, I think it'll be a close game. 
I gave away. I, I don't see this being mu- much more than than seven points, six points, three points, maybe a, a late field goal. I don't know. You want to bet the Cave Boys on this? I, I don't. I don't. Uh, listen, I'm simply picking the Bills because I think the Bills. No. I, I don't. I don't want to pick this game. I don't. I don't feel. I. I'm. I again. I didn't say. You're not the Steelers, with this pick. I didn't say the Steelers are trash and they're going to get blown out. So no, I'm not no part of this. I what know. I'm saying is, if you're the Bills, this is a huge game for you. Uh-huh. If you're the Steelers, who cares? No, you do. You're going to finish I'm eleven sure. and five. I mean, who cares? Yo, yo, who can, cares? I argue, can I argue that point? Home field advantage, uh, that's fine. Seating, I I understand that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if the Steelers lose this game, it means nothing. It means a thousand percent. And I'm gonna, I have to argue this because two reasons. One, they're the only team in the NFL that hasn't had a true bye all season. Plus, they've had multiple injuries. Having that bye week and having Big Ben at 37, 38, whatever his age is, who cares? You can tell me I'm wrong. 38 years old, having that extra week is huge for them. If the Steelers plan to make the Super Bowl, they need that bye week because so their team is fully rested because they haven't had a bye week. They've had the yeah, most. How many of their guys have missed games? I mean, it, it... Well, they've had multiple injuries. So and they're and they're, some of their best players are older. So yep. to have that bye week, to have Kansas City have to play in week one, to have to win three games instead of two is huge to get the Super Bowl. We know that. The percentages of the numbers up. Look at the teams that have had the buys, one and two seeds that made the Super Bowl last couple of years. It's only been the one and two seeds. There really hasn't been a wild card team that made the Super Bowl. I think the last team was the Giants. I don't. I don't remember. But it's been such a long time. Last wild card team that won the Super Bowl? No, even make the Super Bowl. Green Bay Packers. They were the last one. So that's six years ago. Was that fourteen? See how fast I knew that. So with that, with that, with that, I think, I, I think this is Joe. You were right with the Bills. It is an important game because of the Dolphins. But I have the expectation the Dolphins are going to lose the Chiefs too in a close one. The reason why I say this is more important is because if it does come down to the AFC Championship game, you want to be playing in Pittsburgh. You want to be playing in Kansas City. And you Look, want listen, I, 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 I'm with you a hundred percent. But with four games to go, you got to win every the one. chances. The chances of you finishing better than the Chiefs at this point is not good. And 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 that you got to also figure. That's they, why still gotta, they still got to. They still got to. So, my, look again. My point is, look. You could put all. You could put. Hold on. You could put all your eggs in to try to win the next four games to take that number one seed. And what happens if you don't? And you get guys hurt in the process, or you're taking your your weary veterans and you're pounding them for four games to win that division, and then you don't. Now no, you're screwed. No, Jared. Philly wasn't a wild card team. They, they were the, the number. They were the number one seed that year. I listen. I I'm oh, telling yeah. you right now. If, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers win the game. It would be a nice bounce back for them, and it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. I just think at home, but, but there's no reason to think that Buffalo's not going to win a home game against anybody. If this game was in Pittsburgh, I would I would the word Steelers win already would have been come out of my mouth. It would have been that it would have been that easy for me. I don't think Josh Allen can go into Pittsburgh and beat Big Ben. I don't think he can do it. So it is important, and the Bills have to prove it to themselves. So, well, I guess we'll see. Time will Well, again, tell. right? This, to me, is a really telling game for the Bills and Josh Allen. Do you belong with the big boys, or are you that second tier? And I suspect, to be honest, that they're the second tier. So if they don't win the game, then then I, I think it becomes a clear cut. This is Steelers-Chiefs all the way to the championship. Joseph, as always, thanks, big guy. Oh, I got to go get some water, man. My throat. Here, Joe. Let me help you out. 
Big, big week in the NFL season. Let's see how Big Blue performs, but a great slate of NFL football games tomorrow. Let's see who's the real teams. Let's see who the fake teams are, as 2020 has shown us. Like I said, we are streaming on all social media platforms at Key City City. So subscribe, comment, share, like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness. In the making, double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.